Hello, Charlie. Hi. Hi. And welcome to Rules for Life with Beth and Helen. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you Pleasure. so much. We've uh, we've already done half a podcast, but yeah, we, we have. haven't recorded it. We've just been sat chatting for about half an hour about neighbours. Yeah. yeah. And we're not going to get started again. Or are we? <laughs> or are we? Yes, we are. <laughs> and how did you find coming up with your rules for life? Um... I found it quite easy, oh. good. but having looked at them now again, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> Is it, are these mine? <laughs> so I get them, but I also, one of them I'm like, who's that for? Because I don't think I, I think it's like a rule for life I would like to live by, but potentially haven't yet. That's all right. Aspirate. Yeah, that's allowed. Aspirate, yeah. yeah. Yes, I found it quite easy because... Um, I feel like I'm someone who gives quite a lot of unsolicited advice. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought what's what are the what are my pearls that I often give to people that when they've not asked for it. Nice. And um you did ask for it, but so <laughs> that was good. It's made well. a change. Oh, yeah, I've got exactly. Page. Just front page. So, I've written a small novella. Um <laughs> No, they're all they're actually they're quite sort of um dull. No, okay, nothing. I to disagree with that. It's I all about them, perspective. But... Yeah, exactly. true. I'll start with the smallest in number of words, and okay. but potentially the most important of all. Wow. Okay. okay. Which is simply this: wear sun cream. Yeah. <laughs> that's my big. That's a huge rule because it's very important, and so many people don't do it, and it drives yeah. me up the wall. It would. Is your favourite song "Wear Sunscreen" by Baz Luhrmann? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wear sunscreen. sunscreen. I've forgotten Amazing. how the, first, the next oh, bit so of it goes, um, which is probably important. Be, like, beware the power and beauty of your youth. Is that the beginning? That no, 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 no. Oh. It goes, wear sunscreen. The the benefits of sunscreen. sunscreen. Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. And it's not wrong. No. Not wrong. Not wrong. It's so easy to do as well you just put it on your skin and then you forget for a bit you go and you read a chapter of a book or have a stare out the window and then you go outside and you're protected so do you do it at the beginning of the day every day every day really even not on all not on my entire skin just my face and neck okay yeah and ears if i'm wearing my hair up i don't think about i as a gotta think about the ears yeah as a pale person i absolutely hate putting sun cream on we're gonna fight yeah no no but i I know i should you've got to but it's so like I'm desperate for somebody to invent like a pill that <laughs> will kill the me. Laser no. <laughs> a pill that um you can just take and You're it covered. protects you from the sun cream for a day. From the sun cream, it protects you from sun cream. <laughs> <laughs> because another one of my like things I think about all the time is I'm worried about having children because I don't want to have to be responsible for someone else's sun cream because I already hate. It's being a real guilt issue. I uh, that's getting... actually quite. A- well, I love to apply it, so actually for me it'd be a dream. Okay. But then it makes sure the thing I hate the most, if there was one that didn't make your hands feel there gross. There are, mate, there are loads. Are there? Sorry, but can there you, are loads. Can yeah. you give me a list? Yeah, 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 I will send you a, okay, a thank you. really good list. That You just get those spray ones. But you just have to rub it but in, then though. I kind of hate You don't those. even have to rub it in. Oh. They just, it just sticks to you and dries, and then you wait ten minutes, and then you can frolic around, go in water, go in sand. Okay, I'm going to get that one. P5, P45? P45. P20, isn't that what it's called? You know P20. You're about P45? The white cream? No. A P45 <laughs> is something that you get when you do tax, isn't it? I was yeah. going to say, is that not a form at the airport? Yeah, P20. <laughs> it's called P20. 
And it's a sun cream that you put on once and it lasts all day, but it's so oily. And like, if you wear white clothes, it stains them orange, but oh, you don't that's, ever That's have. a shame. But it's like the best. It's like five stars, UVB and UVA rated. It is called P20 because my grandma wears it. <laughs> well, that, that's and it's that. a very that's famous, that, you can buy it in the, in the airport. And that is funny the sounding. Many. Yeah, P20. Okay, I've never heard that. It's like a weird... Yeah, yeah, I am getting it right. I was worried. Yeah, it looks like that. Oh, yeah, Oh, no, I have seen that bottle. It looks like shampoo. But it's so oily. Like, my thing is with sun cream, less so with the face. If you have to put it on your whole body, like, I would genuinely... I would prefer to be naked and put it all on and just stand there and let it dry. Then do that. Then do it with clothes, like <laughs> with that a in bikini the on, like when you're on the beach sure, sure, or like sure. whatever. But I just apply, if you're it. applying at the beach, you're too late. You're already She's too right. late. But also <laughs> then if you put it on and you've had clothes on to get there and then you're like, it's all rubbed off. So do you do it post-shower? Is that how early we're talking? No, 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 no. You've got to do it like half an hour, I think, before you're going to be in the sun right, okay. or something like that so that you have, you get proper wear out of it yeah you get your window and once it's on it's on and it's nice and moisturizing anyway and it's so crucial to protect yourself from uv and it drives me the arrogance of humans thinking that they are bigger than the sun you're not bigger than the sun (laughs) no i've actually i have to say this week and because of last week's um heat wave summer festival whatever it was easter uh spring festival (laughs) Because I always forget every year that I hate putting like body sun cream yeah. on my face because it just feels so claggy and yeah, like, yeah, clogged. Yeah. I, I bought some SPF every day moisturizer. SPF 30 for my face that is in the post as we speak from Good. Well Glossier. Done. Ooh. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Because I do want to. Because I know, also, you're going to age incredibly well. I'm going to age like yeah, an you absolute are. queen. You are. It's silly. I've been wearing sun cream every day since I was about four. Oh, that's good. And I still think I look around six. So. <laughs> Is that your parents' influence? Were they really good at it? Massively, but also my mum's Mexican, and so all of my Mexican relatives, all the women, are absolutely obsessed with skincare and like looking yeah. as young as possible and it's very much like currency yeah. there. And uh, so my grandmother is looks so good for her age she doesn't really leave the house and she wears sun cream every day so <laughs> i do believe case. it works that is the secret yeah don't What's leave the house secret? don't leave the house yeah. wear sun cream. <laughs> just I would in say. case something gets in if someone opens the door well true yeah, exactly. <laughs> just in case <laughs> she's light. also a vampire but yeah. <laughs> that's another story Which i helps. um i once saw a documentary i remember quite young that really scarred me actually where it was like someone with more tan skin and someone who was really pale and it showed like the, the if you're really pale, even if you have like two or one case of like sunburn, how much that wrecks your skin compared to if your skin is naturally a bit darker anyway. Mm. Like it just takes one yeah. time, and you're and you know when they do those black and white thingies, yeah, and it's just like everywhere. They had that Boots advert for Sultan once, where it was loads of people where they just look oh, very yeah, like darkly freckled, and they're like, you can't see them. <laughs> It was really scary. Some of the sun cream adverts go a bit far, actually. I, I, hate I will PSAs. say that. I will say that because it's supposed to be fun and friendly for all. Yeah. And <laughs> fear mongering is exactly what happened with Brexit. And I don't think we want that to happen with sun cream, with the sun yeah. cream revolution that I am starting. <laughs> it's like, I think every year I feel like I forget how to use it. Like, you're obviously a frequent user. Oh, yeah. But like, I'll do, like, I'll go 
it's the first sunny day this year so I'm not going to wear sun cream just like because I think I can get away with it and then I remember that's like my lesson of the year and I'm like oh okay I must wear it every time now yeah truly because I do forget being living in England that we can get sun yeah the worst sunburn I've ever got was in LA uh, (laughs) with my dad and my brothers and it was so cool Los Um, Angeles is that City of Angels yeah I I went there on Virgin Atlantic did you god what you got what sorry Virgin Atlantic Wait, what did? You, what was the beginning of that sentence? I went there on Virgin. So I heard. Sorry, I, I heard so something I very different. Am I, oh, what? Tell us I what heard, you heard. I got a wet one on Virgin Atlantic, and I thought <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I don't want to assume anything. A wet one is a wet wipe. Yeah, that's which why I, I did be... get on Virgin Atlantic after my in-flight ice cream. Uh, anyway, oh but God. it was very Child cloudy. Life. It was like a really grey day. Sure. And we got burnt to shit. Because that's what the sun does, because it's so big and strong. Yeah, I had (laughs) like cloud, like (laughs) scorching red skin. It was again our first day, so I didn't realise. But it was in June or something. I had like the worst t-shirt tan that's ever existed. I I was in pain. What happened? My brothers got so burnt under their eyes. I don't actually think my dad got that burnt. Because he put sun cream on. Yeah, probably. But he didn't put it on his children. True. And this is why Beth doesn't want kids yes, because, because I she'll repeat that. Be, yeah, I don't want to be responsible for someone's sunburn, suntan, any of it. I just don't <laughs> just want don't no involved. involvement in it. But I do, I do think that is a very good rule. And it's something rule. to pass on because look, yeah, I need teaching. Everyone needs teaching. <laughs> I think it's quite a good rule, and also. Um, Everyone gets so cross with me when I say it. It's you've never seen more people turn against you than when you say, "Guys, are you guys wearing sun cream?" <laughs> and everyone at the picnic is suddenly like, "Who invited her?" And it's <laughs> so unnecessary because I'm actually just looking out for you. Also, it's really kind. <laughs> oh, so... Thanks for letting me air that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good one. Everyone wears sunscreen. Yeah, I just said the American word. Sorry. Sunscreen. What did you say? Sunscreen. Yeah. Where? I on I on purpose wrote down sun cream because I thought you'd be crossing me if I said sunscreen. <laughs> well, you can call it whatever either you one. Know. We're an open sun we're an open lotion. Book here. Yeah, sun cream, sunscreen. I I on another note, absolutely love the smell of sun cream. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, mm. sometimes I used to just like wear it as perfume in the winter. That's the right thing to do. Just to smell Lovely. it. Lovely. Yeah. Smell like some holiday. Mm. Yeah, everyone oh, loves that's, it. That's, that's true. Nice. Yeah, it tastes horrible though. Don't eat well, it. Uh, the rule wasn't eat sun cream. No, I don't know. I don't know what happens, but whenever I put it on my toddler, and even if I wash my hands, and this is my big bugbear, it just never comes off your hands, mm. and just somehow it just works its way into my mouth. Yes, and it tastes well, horrible. The oilier ones too. If you are snacking at the beach, you will <laughs> yeah. soon taste it. It's so grim. So learn to love it because I don't because that taste doesn't ever really go away. <laughs> still got it now sticks mm. with you yeah absolutely <laughs> great condiment yeah oh, sorry right. uh, rule number number two uh, my rule number two these aren't really in any particular order that's, that's fine. so fine my rule number two is um, I haven't really formed it into a sentence but basically it's like um, I think particularly for women but not necessarily not all men but um, female friendships I think are not to be taken for granted and my rule for that would just be really be so aware and careful and happy and madly grateful for your female friendships because for me personally they are the greatest thing relationship in bar none in my life sorry of all families and lovers but it is (laughs) the truth I do think that female friendships are just so 
what's the word? Something fulfilling. Uh, yeah, go on then. <laughs> that so one, I'll take fulfilling. that. I'll take it. I'll take that They're one. Great. Amen. They're the best. Lovely fun. <laughs> no, they Can are. Be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun. Um, Massively spiritual. nurturing. Yeah. Do you have like? Do you have like one particular, or is it? Like, yeah, I really only friend, have one friend, and like... that's my, <laughs> my friend Ellen Robertson, who's my um, also my writing and comedy partner, and Aww. we've been best friends since we were about thirteen. Literally, like, how did you? Honestly, meet? I've known her since we were eleven, but we weren't friends for two years. Oh, we that's just always how it starts. Would side eye each other and think one day, and then <laughs> that day came. Um, we just. We just are just the bestest mates of all the world and um, like proper soulmate territory. And um, I don't know even remotely what my life would look like without that sort of support. And I don't, I think it massively matters that we're both women because I think that the, I guess, aspects of the friendship are so ingrained in that, like having gone through puberty mm. at the same time more or less i was a late bloomer but and then um all of the stuff that goes along with that and also just secondary school we met in secondary school and um and then adulthood and how weird it is but also we went to um i don't i think maybe this is everyone but i certainly remember it being very cool to be like yeah i'm really like kind of like one of the guys like mm. don't really have that many friends who are girls just like don't really get along with girls yeah. I, hate that. I, it's, I don't really trust anyone that says Nobody that because either. i'm like why girls are great girls yeah. are so much better <laughs> yeah how do you not have any friends that are girls are you all the problem if you don't have yeah. any friends that are girls maybe and i'm it, no offense to anyone that has that but like but I do think that wrong. there are loads of girls that would be like, well, we'll be your friend then because clearly yeah. that's needed. It's sort of like a... Se- but I think stuff like that is quite like a self-isolation thing. Massively, massively. You know how people say, like, there are girls that girls like and then there are girls that boys like? This yeah. might be quite mm. a backwards thing to say. But as in, like, people do... Like, as in, oh, she's a boy's girl or she's a girl's girl. Yeah. Like, and then you go, well, you, they can't be a crossover of the two. They either <laughs> yeah, have exactly. girlfriends... Or they're just friends with boys and they find it really difficult to make friends with girls because the girls are like, she's not a girl. She's not one of us. It's yeah, so weird. It's, it's But weird. it's also such a... I don't think that guys have this thing of like... I don't really think that many boys would be like, yeah, I just have like way more friends that are girls. I just find it really difficult to be friends no. with boys. I Maybe that's not true at all. But particularly in straight men, I feel like that would be quite odd, um, potentially. Or... Yeah. I don't really know. Maybe that's not no, fair I've, at all. I've, I feel like I've never seen that. Actually, I saw it on one episode of uh, Married at First Sight. <laughs> and he was quite a strange man. Yeah, 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 mm. fair. But and he was only friends with women. Yeah, only friends with women. I always think it's something to do with like a slight imbalance or lack of nurture or something that's well, happened yeah. in your past. Or just like potentially, I don't know. The the. Also, n- I feel like nowadays it's so important to not really use boy, girl, woman, man in the conventional ways that we have done before so yeah. this whole like i realize i did start my rule by talking about female <laughs> friends i'm super Only be aware friends of that. With females <laughs> but, um i think more generally that i think that this idea of like being a girl's girl or being a boy like a one girl who lads. like really get yeah one of yeah. the lads is is really really putting yourself women are already put in boxes by every yeah. single other person in the world i don't really think we need to do that to ourselves yeah. and i also think that like the female friendships that I have had have made me absolutely who I am today and I quite like that person and I wouldn't have 
I don't think I'd have the sort of like the car. Also, I think that con- like unpopular opinion, ridiculously, but I think that the women in my life are by far the funniest people in my life. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. content from from women has to be relatable if you're a woman, because often the things that we're laughing about to sort of get through it are things that are really mundane and that men don't really have to go through. Yeah. And um, when you're telling that sort of anecdote with like a bunch of lads, they'll all be like, "Oh, that's cool," but they don't really know what it's like to like get your period on the Victoria line and just be free bleeding <laughs> all the way home. Yeah. And your female friends probably terrible seats for that to happen on. Mm. Yeah. And I'm a fan of the free bleed, to be honest, but not on the Victoria line. <laughs> Just not there. You could do like Metropolitan. No. Bakerloo. Bakerloo's Bakerloo. Would happily, be Bakerloo right. would be happy for it. Yeah. <laughs> the but. overground. Bit orange. <laughs> no, no. But, and on the overground, you've got that like all the way down thing. So everyone yeah, will audience. see that you're looking yeah. bigger audience yeah and I usually love that but not when, <laughs> not when I'm free bleeding <laughs> I said free bleeding you've said it quite a lot no, <laughs> say it one more time free bleeding thank you yeah. um, it's interesting because I think uh, with with me a lot of people are always like oh you call everyone your best friend and I'm like yeah but I have a lot of best friends but yeah. they all to me serve different purposes as in like there are certain friends that I know I go to for things, but I wouldn't go to for something else. Like, uh, but they are all, yeah, yeah, they oh, amalgamate 100%. into like my my tribe of best friends. <laughs> yes, I think that's really yeah. true. I would say I call a lot of people, or not a lot, but a few people. I would I would refer to as my best friend. But for me, that does that doesn't mean that anyone is less my best friend. Although yeah, I will say exactly that Ellen is queen of my best, best friends. Friend. Yeah, yeah. But everyone, uh, all my other, all my lesser best friends, if I may. <laughs> Um, all the slightly worse best friends. Uh, <laughs> they're all I like less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're mm. still the best, but they're not the best. Um, <laughs> but they are all. They all probably became a best friend in a certain context of my yes. life, which is yeah, still stage. really valid now. And I would refer to them as my best friend. But I'd also. This is the f- horrible flip side of it. If they called anyone else their best friend, I would be furious. Yeah, I really yeah. Like, and I do mean that. Yep. <laughs> I would be furious. <laughs> <laughs> No. This is what I had this um, recently um, when I got married. Yeah. Hashtag humblebrag. Um, sorry, because... married over there. Sorry, lucky. Um, <laughs> no, but I was like, I, I had a lot of bridesmaids. How many is a lot? Ten. That's a lot of bridesmaids. <laughs> Lots of bridesmaids. Because I was like, like I had my sister and um, Steph, who is my one of my best friends and my colleague and business partner and all this, and and they were the like maids of honor within that. But then I was like either I've got to have them all or I've got to have none yeah because I can't be like you're (laughs) better than the other and also just it was so fun just having this massive girl gang yeah to just like do fun things with and it wouldn't have been as fun otherwise I do feel like that like I think I was a bridesmaid a lot as a child so to me it's complete not that it's gone down in value (laughs) but as in I just did it a lot as a child because my mum died when I was very young so like I was bridesmaids for like her goddaughter and like things like that i think people just sort of wanted to give me something to do (laughs) um but it means like as an adult i'm going to be a bridesmaid this year i'm actually a maid of honor but as in i sort of go if if i ever get married and have bridesmaids i wouldn't to me it doesn't sort of go this is the biggest honor i can give you because i'd want them all there to help me get ready anyway but yeah yeah they have to be my bridesmaid but I don't understand. But as in, like, yeah. being a bridesmaid a lot when I was younger, it hasn't, like, made it any less to me, but also that I go, like, it's that thing of going, I've got so many people who might possibly want to be a bridesmaid or expect to be, 
and I'm like, it doesn't, that's not like me sort of officially, like going, Saying you're this my is officially yeah. you're my favourite. Yeah. I'd rather, again, it's either all of them or none of them. And I think I'd go for none of them. Yeah. And I'd just have my three brothers as my bridesmaids instead. Oh, cute. Put them in yeah. a dress. That's very sweet. Because that's I think nice. that would be like, because I'd still want all my girlfriends there. Yes. Yeah. And I'd want my brothers to get ready with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's what I would do. Can have so, so I think mates. I've just completely Mate. flipped your rule of yeah, the head yeah, where yeah. you're like female friendships have brothers <laughs> and just I'm have, like just brothers. Have, brothers. Just have your brothers around yeah no but I, I do think it's interesting because like I, I was an only child until I was 10 but I had a best 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 friend and we still are best friends but we like we have other best friends as well mm, but yeah. she was like the one that we spent all of our time together like sleep over every single weekend and she was my childhood like she was like my sister yeah she still is like she's like family to me and that is so it's so important to have that like it's you sort of go sometimes it's quite mad that there are people who haven't had that experience of just having that like one hardcore best friend yeah totally because it's so lovely i think i got a bit of a complex about the best friend thing really? in secondary school because i'd had a best friend through primary mm. michaela and um we were really close and then we went to different secondary schools and that kind of petered out and there was like for the first few years of secondary school there was like a gang of four of us but like it was one of those classic schoolgirl things of like someone was always like had done something wrong yeah and it yeah, would yeah, like yeah, alternate yeah. between oh who gosh. was like not in the in the friendship group and I was really badly bullied and I just sort of like I just hated school and I got to a point where I was just and I never felt like I had like my best friend yeah. and then at university I suddenly just had all these new best friends and I was like oh I found my people yeah um but never ever wanted to i like had like this aversion to being in a group yeah i was like i do not want to be in the corridor group or like the history group or like i just want to have my chosen What's best corridor, corridor group sounds yeah, kind of cool i, I want to be in that <laughs> what's the corridor that? how do i get in do there you know how, like at university where people just because you're placed together on a corridor you become a gang of friends oh, oh, you mean and like i was like living what are the chances that we're actually chambers. meant to be really good friends just because sure I was sort of like, no, I don't want that. Okay, I I made at university. I didn't make that many friends, as in I did, but I just had quite like a core cool group of people, because I already had a lot of friends at home, and I made friends with the people I wanted to. But it wasn't like keeping in touch with people I didn't like. So the people I met in the corridor <laughs> and the the block I lived on, I think there were five of them, and I stayed and lived with them for the next three years and. Love them very much. Oh, that's not. That's and nice. then I had my friends on my course who yeah. I still see them, but there's only like three or four of them. That's and the it. thing I love about um, our jobs, where you just like do different things all the time, is that you just like accumulate new friends. Yeah, like, that where is else really do you nice. get that? What other job are you like constantly meeting a new gang of people each time? Because yeah. it is hard. It's harder as you get older to make friends, I think. Yeah. But also, I do think that. In my experience, and part, I spent a lot of time in America. I've lived in America for five years and am an American citizen and proudly. And uh, I do say that because people often go, <laughs> oh God, whenever I say that in I'd England. And I'm like, what a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, no, what a great to, thing to, to be able to do. Yeah. Totally. Go over there, come over here. How exciting and like what a wonderful country it is right now. So And, and <laughs> here as well. So I'm a yeah, I mean, you've got member of two both really world, yeah. great nations. I'm <laughs> lucky. You're so proud oh, yeah, of yeah, both yeah. of us. And every every family member on either side of the Atlantic is so quick to tell me how shit the other side is, and I'm like, I don't disagree. <laughs> but um, but I have found that at um, I get I can get quite socially anxious. No, really, that's so unique <laughs> at um, at parties and 
events and stuff. And I have found almost always, if I'm looking awkward and alone, the person that will come up to me to make sure I'm all right is a woman. Mm. And I really massively value that. And it's something that I've really tried to implement as well it's not one of my rules for life but it should be if you see someone looking like they're alone at a party it's probably because they are because people don't really just turn that on for a laugh and go over and just be like hey like what's up how are you doing who do you know here it's also so easy to make it nicer for somebody yeah yeah as in you have to be like i feel like that's where you sort of go sometimes you have to have the energy to do it to like give something like totally but when you do, it do makes it, yeah. so much difference to someone else. And also, if someone does it to you, you're like, thank you so yeah. much genuinely, for pulling me out of a hole in a room full of people yeah. and just sort of asking me a question and being like, hey, what are you? What, who are you? Like, da, 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 how do you know? Blah, blah, blah. Like that. It's just so easy to do it. Totally. And it's also, even if that person like looks you a bit weirdly, it's like, I'm fine. My friend's just in the toilet. Like, yeah. Yeah. At least you try. It doesn't matter. You've done it. Back. And like, exactly. Yeah. It's no time wasted. The and w- if they do that back to you, then fuck them yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm fine my friends in the alone. toilet okay. <laughs> well well Good well you, forget mate. it I yeah. was just trying to make a new friend <laughs> but yeah I think that um, women are great and that female friendships are really really special and that uh, I mentioned that one as a rule because I do feel like um, it's the kind of thing that as you're growing up I feel like I was told all the time like girl, like you know it girls are really bitchy it's really difficult like groups of girls can be really awful which is true it can be absolutely true but I do think it's because we go through I think significantly different experiences teenagers than boys do and we develop our maturity skills and our sort of social skills in such a different way that we don't know what to do with that power initially so we do turn it against Mm. other people that do understand it and we are obsessed with boys or we pretend we're obsessed with boys or we do a lot of hiding yeah it's also i think it's like a societal thing where you're just automatically pitted against each other yeah exactly i mean and it has so many tv shows so many movies it's like the joy of the female best friendship is quickly ruined by a man coming into it or by like a, a job prospect coming into it and then either they find each other at the end or at least they can be cordial and you're like well <laughs> at least they can smile at each other across the room yeah. but i don't think that that should be the case no yeah. well at least we have our husbands and our children yeah now. exactly and and yeah, that and is I nice farewell friend. i think it's so, <laughs> it's so sad the idea that um as you grow up you would lose those friendships because of um like growing up yeah because of jobs or or partners or kids or whatever the fact that 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 because like you say i think it's i get so upset when um people do get sucked into the like oh i've got a new boyfriend and then never see you yeah i find that so upsetting because well because you're thinking another reason why it's so important is because your friends remind you who you are on your own yeah yeah and i do i do think that about people in relationships where you're like yeah we get it look it's lovely to be in a relationship but it's lovely to love somebody but you also must remember who you are yeah you're your own person because otherwise you're screwed like you have to carry on your own life as well as a life with that person yeah that was my opinion yeah i think that's valid Rule number three, it, this is the, my aspirational one. Okay. And it's a simple one, but it is make and receive phone calls. Oh, yes. Because Big fan of this. I have found often that when I get a phone call, when the phone rings, I'm always like, fucking hell, can you not just send a text? Yeah. And then after the phone call, I'm like, that's been such a joyous experience. Yeah, yeah. That was so, I'm glad my mate phoned me up. That was really nice. And I'm actually a big one for calling, yeah. which is so shit of me because then I'm annoyed when people call me, but I'm always like, <laughs> why aren't they picking up the phone? I've got so much to say. But I do think that like, 
uh, I used to, I remember like when I'd get home from school before I'd log on to MSN, which was instantly, but <laughs> just before then I would quickly make a phone call to probably Ellen or, or someone else just to just tell them about like a conversation I had on the bus. Like yeah, yeah. everyone had to know instantly because it was too good to not share. <laughs> and you'd ring a house phone and you'd be like, is, is Ellen there? Like, oh, thanks. And then you'd wait and then yeah. your mate would get on the phone and you'd be like so excited yeah. and your mum would be like, limit your phone call to less than an hour. <laughs> and it would drive me mad. And then you'd get on MSN and do the exact same yeah. thing and it was like yeah. constant communication, which was really nice and exciting. But MSN was probably like, for me, the start of stopping phoning people mm. as much. And then you... We had to turn your phone line off. Did you? Yeah, of course, because broadband. broadband. Yeah. So there we go. That's the, that's the fault. I didn't actually have MSN Messenger till I was quite a bit older. Because, How old? Uh, probably like 14 or 15. Whoa, 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 what did you whoa, do? Whoa, whoa. What? When you, did you're you... lucky. You're lucky. That's no, but thing. as in like because I didn't have, we had a Mac computer. So I oh, didn't, yeah. and it, we only it's had, a Windows like, we had thing, one. Uh, so it, that, which most people only had one, but as in like it was my dad's and he yeah. used it for work. So I, I think... It was when I got my own laptop. Sure. When I was 16. or s- Yeah. Did it still... Ha- I yeah. had it. I had MSN Messenger, but I don't know how... When did what- it die out? I can't really remember. It died out when Facebook Messenger... Yeah, I, I remember Facebook did. Messenger existing. Bloody Zuckerberg. And then you were like, oh my God, you don't need to have someone's email address. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I miss it though. I know. My fa- I mean, this might... I won't include the end of the email, so no one emails it, but my friend Lauren her msn name you know some of the the best emails of yeah. all time oh, have come yeah, out yeah, of yeah. msn messenger thank god there was MSN. a girl i knew who was flirty lashes <laughs> Love it. then there was uh but lauren's one she wanted it to be spotty dotty but our friend lil typed it um with fake nails on so forever her email has been spotly <laughs> underscore dotty spotly <laughs> underscore dotty at beep i'm not saying the rest because i think she still what uses your it one? she still uses it my one was bethy boo five that's so nice <laughs> my, that was my li- nickname but you were you were older so you've not got that much of an excuse yeah exactly it, look but i still stand by bethy boo five i only changed why it. Why five? for you Cass. yeah why five Just because i like number. number five all right okay yeah, yeah, yeah i like that actually Sorry. my favorite number now is six it's always been <laughs> you've six, upgraded let's one. be real but as in for a number at the end of a uh, an email five's a pretty solid number yeah i'd what agree was yours? with that yeah. well so when i made mine my my brother and I set ours up at the same time and he's two and a half years older than I am. And he was like, this is what, this is the only way you can ever have friends. So you've got to, <laughs> you need MSN. And I remember he made quite a serious, his, his was, his name's Dylan. So his was Dills Clive, like 90 at very whatever. Grown up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very grown up. Yeah, yeah, very 14, pretty grown up. Yeah. And I was, I guess, 12 and he was like, what do you want yours to be? And I was like, I don't know, like, I just started secondary school. I want it to be quite fun, quite flirty, quite cool. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you've got to, you've got to. This is all good, this gold. And then I was like, you know, he was like, so what do you think defines you? Like, with this conversation, this paraphrase, because we were probably just like, sort of, not very, commu- not very communicative. But he was like, um, he was like, yeah, just something like, make it like funny. Like, that's cool, man. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I loved chocolate. Still do. Confession. <laughs> I still do. And so it was Chocolate Lover 911. Because it was an emergency. <laughs> 911. Right. All the bands. So Chocolate Lover 911 at hotmail.com. Because I don't use that anymore. So please do email it. Please like, don't flood thrilled. that inbox. Yeah, my, mine Did was um, Cheesy your... Munchkin 69. That's the cheesy worst I've ever heard. <laughs> we, my, my friend Georgia 
I mean, I think well. she might, but we still call her by her hotmail. <laughs> she was Gemstar Georgia. Her sister calls, <laughs> oh, I love her Gemstar. She's like, Gemstar? That's, <laughs> That's a good so one. Good. Yeah, it is. This is what I mean. Is I'm, I'm wanting to bring Bethy Boo 5 back. Yeah, it's I'll, really I'll boring, Bethy Boo I'd like 5. to be known as Chocolate Love Chocolate. chocolate love I think it was Chocolate Yeah, no, it was Chocolate Love 911. so much. It's an emergency. Genuinely, I thought people would find it really funny, but I remember when I was telling people at school, they were like, Chocolate Lover 911 and I was like oh yeah but it's nine, just 911 at the end and they'd be like okay why not 999 and I'd be like oh don't, oh, don't worry about it sorry so embarrassed sorry my thing slipped I think it's quite like intra- like people's usernames in general not even like your MSN Hotmail but you know when you're like what does that mean yeah I remember it used to everyone used to like love song lyrics song yeah. lyrics or like we, or funny jokes or the jokes. name of your boyfriend or girlfriend in hearts yeah. in your yeah. a lot of emojis my, pre emoji uh, my, yeah. MySpace oh, yeah. remember when you could you picked your MySpace URL I never had MySpace never change what? It. <gasps> my, my URL was Mrs. Noel Fielding <laughs> That is good. Thank God I didn't do that on Facebook because remember you could put your Facebook URL and I was like, I'm just going to stick to a full name. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. I'm just going to stick to a full name. This is not fielding. No. Don't feel no. that way anymore. No. That's so, so <laughs> of its time, isn't it? That's not dated that, that well. Very, no. Yeah, it hasn't dated well in any Like Johnny Depp. Oh, no. Shame. But phone calls are good. Yes, yes phone, phone calls are good. And so good. many people really hate them. Yeah. Like Charles has a like a, a fear of the phone. Really? Like he would just wait for it to ring out. If we have to call someone, I have to ask him like three times to call them and then do it myself. Like not and a lot of people I, I used to hate it and then because of my job I just have to be on the phone. Yeah. So like gradually I got used to it and then I was like, This is so fun, I could just call my friend and It is that I, I actually yeah. really like it now. I've got really I've tried to get better also because I uh, like my parents call and I uh, call that like it would I wouldn't have a text exchange with my parents and I r- like chatting to them and so that's but I'm I'm quite shit at picking up the phone sometimes but I have found especially I don't know since I've become aware of the fact that phone calls are going to probably be a thing of the past in the not too distant future that more often than not when I pick up the phone I'm glad I did and you yeah. can always go sorry this is a really bad time if you don't want to have that conversation yeah. and with a phone call the beginning and the end is very clear whereas I find often mm-hmm. with texting how do you, you stop it how do you stop it how, you know when someone's a bit passive aggressive and they'll be like oh okay so I guess we're just not going to be texting anymore yeah. or something and you're like are we 12 like <laughs> and you know how you always have your phone on you mm-hmm. so if someone doesn't text you back you're like oh they're busy, fine, or they're going to text me back later, but it's almost more of a... It's always If there. someone hangs up, they've made that decision, so you can kind of go whatever. But with a text, you're always just sort of floating yeah. around in, like, cyberspace wondering. That's so true. Also, I think it's quite, like... It's, it's interesting you were saying about Charles that he's, like, literally holding his phone like scared of a phone yeah. call. Because, actually, that is what our phones are for, but now we I know. do not associate them with phone it. calls at all. We associate them with, like, watching Sarah or, like, watching Netflix or texting friends. I also think... Texting was sort of invented to be a thing where you could send someone a message that wasn't an immediate response, mm. whereas calling someone was to get an immediate response. Yeah. So people who are like with text and they're like, why haven't, they te- why haven't you texted yeah, me yeah, back? Yeah. You've done you've done a tweet. You're like, oh my god, like because I can't do a hundred things at once. Yeah. But also, and Twitter comes first. Yeah, I <laughs> I do think like phone calls they are weird they're not weird they're lovely but, but as also in, they've become people, a bit weird yeah people just text instead now 
to save time but actually it ends up taking more time yeah. and it's i did it this morning where i was whatsapping on a group and it was driving me insane so i just called my friends because i knew they were together yeah and we just talked instead and i was like well these are all the things like instead yeah. of doing all these back and forths texts make me anxious sometimes because mm, my yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves of all time actually basically i find it incredibly frustrating when somebody will sort of try and air a grievance or pick a fight or or solve something via text or whatsapp mm, or whatever yeah. i find it really really babyish and cowardly. actually slightly cowardly also just massively cow i feel like you're putting up a defense in that case because you're you it's it edited it's it's mm. it's you're curating your argument rather than if it was in person we could call each other a wanker and then maybe move on or at least be like hey 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 hey! i'm sorry that i'm making you feel that way now i can hear the tone in your voice or i can feel like you know yes. the lump in your throat or whatever but when you have this like defense or this sort of like front that comes on via text i find it really like i think it's also for me shows like if someone's like i don't want to talk to you right now because i'm actually really upset totally fair enough yeah but if it's just like this is easier or like i'm having this text conversation with you because i can't bother to call or whatever because it's harder to call and i do completely understand that but i think actually the problem in my experience gets sorted out a lot quicker if you oh, just yeah. phone someone and you go should we just talk about this because that tone yeah. thing's really important as well and yeah. in the text you can read it in so many ways yeah and actually something that's meant to be um an olive branch or like you know meant to be yeah. a nice way of discussing something can be read if you yeah. want to read it that way as the total opposite yeah also let's be honest you never know in the text conversation how many people are actually helping that te put that text together yeah. yeah i don't know that it, i don't know i don't always trust that the conversation i'm having with one person is actually just between us yeah, yeah. so true and i've had it before actually where i called someone <laughs> because she was sending me these messages being like basically like she was she her and my ex-boyfriend had started dating quite a quite uh, too soon okay. and um she sent me a she, she was sending me all this message really good friend one of my best oh, friends no. um and i value the friendship that we had before but i yeah, do yeah. not miss her now yeah. no. i will say but she um uh she uh was sending me these messages just explaining her side of it and i was trying to call her because I wanted to be like, let's just talk about this. This is mad. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Like, I would love to try and sort of understand where you're coming from. But initially, my my response was just hurt. I was like, yeah. oh, God, I don't know how to deal with this in a text message. And I was calling her and she didn't pick up, she didn't pick up, she didn't pick up. Finally, she picked up. And uh, that made me uncomfortable because I felt like I've called you three times. I'm I'm now looking like a real psycho calling yeah. you this many times. But I just want to not be so upset. Mm. And uh, called her and then i was like oh god you're with him now aren't you and she's like yeah and i was like fuck so then i was like old betrayal on betrayal is mm. that you're also texting me sort of with them there them there yeah. and that was a bit shit so i just think a phone call to me is a sign of respect as well like yeah. i want to tell you something or i want to yeah. hear something oh if you're upset i want to know what i can do instantly i just think phone calls are so much more personal and yeah, that whole, like, you can't edit yourself on a phone call. You just say it means that, like, apologies do mean a lot more, I yeah. think. And also, um, even just, like, giving good news. If I, I'd rather someone call me and tell me and yeah. I can, like, hear that smile rather yeah. than just, like, a text that I give a generic, like, amazing, well done, like, thumbs up emoji sort of thing. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I think, like, I think I've had a lot of situations like that in my life. 
And I do think it's so... I do agree with you. I just think it's so dependent on the situation. Like, obviously... Yeah, yeah, you're right. If it's, like, a shitty little argument with somebody and they're like, um, actually, you didn't pay the rent, and it's, like, a passive-aggressive, yeah. like, WhatsApp, you're like, we could have just done this in person. But if it's something that's, like, really massive... Yeah. Sometimes I think, uh, for me as well, it takes a while for me to gather my thoughts. And actually, I tend to not be as, like, succinct or, like remember what i want to say yeah if i think i'm saying in, it in person yeah. sometimes i and i don't think i've done it that often but as in like r- like writing things out helps you yeah and obviously there are so many times when people like write things that they don't ever send just because it helps them to yes, be clearer totally. and then some people will send it because they haven't had that experience before with hindsight to go it's probably better to say this in person but yeah i, d- I do think it is like especially if you've had time to like sort of sit and mull over it, it is better to talk it over because I'm one of those people who literally likes to talk until the argument is solved. Me too. I'm, I'm like, exactly don't the stop same. talking to I'm me. Exactly yeah, the yeah. Same. Well, don't walk out like what you have to go to work, but we haven't solved it. Yeah. 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 It's I that just... don't go to bed angry thing. I'm yes. like, I don't want to like lose eye contact before I've figured out like <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what's going on. You're like, I'm not leaving until we're okay. I think that's my <laughs> phone call thing is that I will, and I'm very happy to make the phone call or be the first one to reach out just because I do think that, and maybe selfishly actually now that I'm thinking about it, for me, the seeing those three dots come up and wondering what my mm. friend or whoever it is is going to say is not, is I'd rather get rid anxious, of all of yeah, that and just call someone and sort yeah. of rip the bandaid off and have an uncomfortable conversation rather than, because also I find that when I'm, when my, I feel like when my back's against the wall, I I can get quite like, um, I can be much better with unkind words than I'd like to mm. be, I'll say. So I feel yeah. like I do have like that in my arsenal. I've got the power to do that and I'd rather it not be in writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd also rather to have be able to hear myself say it and instantly apologise or no, not say it at all rather than angrily type out a text that I then, that's yeah, then there forever. Yeah. yeah. I think if you really need to, I've done a couple of times, especially if it's like more in a like work relationship context or something when you've really got like serious stuff to say if it's like a really like big issue or argument or whatever um i quite like to be able to compose an email or a message yeah compose that and just lay my cards on the table so that i know that i've said those things and then say let's immediately have a phone call or meet like not not shy away from the like face to face but if it feels like in the room i'm going to be intimidated by that person or like not be able to say what I want to say because I'll get scared or whatever yeah, yeah. then I, I like to be able to like just put it out there first and yeah. then say let's talk about it But and there's so many different angles to it all actually because you sometimes think like I'm probably quite similar with that like as in I do go I'll, like I'll send a message and go can you call me mm. once you've read this so you know like I've got all those points out and then we can discuss it because I will forget like I forget yeah. things as I'm halfway through I'm saying them <laughs> just forgot what I was going to say but <laughs> um that it's like a double-edged sword because now because of that culture of like being able to send someone an email with all like a text with all the things that you probably wouldn't ever say in person it just really depersonalizes it because like you know especially in work and companies people are just like yeah sorry we're not gonna uh you know we're not optioning this or we're not going with this and you're like gutted yeah like i got dropped by my agent over email and i think that's really bad oh you're kidding that's really bad but it was just like because she hadn't i asked her i followed her up and said have you read my script yet and um, then she no bye because i'd sent it to her three weeks before and she just never read it (laughs) and this is like one i was pitching and then um 
and then she just responded going it's become apparent to me i don't have enough time to do all the things you want me to do uh unfortunately i think you're gonna to have to move on it was awful. That's, awful. <laughs> that's 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 really yeah bad. and i was just like on. okay okay like, yeah it's I'm like it's a it's a detached approach you to go, yeah i'm not gonna fight this because you actually don't give a shit about me and you, you wouldn't have the like and also agents you never tend they never tend to do that in person but as in like just mad anyway yeah. but yeah i do think always also, better to do it on the phone on a positive note for phone calls they're actually very efficient yeah they I, are. I really hate if you're trying to do something like book something um you know set up insurance set, you know just like really boring tasks that when you do them via email take fucking ages yeah. or like you know set up a meet you know whatever it is but like emails just take so long and if you just pick up the phone and have a chat to someone a, you get if you get on with them, they'll probably like give you a discount or something. <laughs> and B, like you've just done it. Yeah, it's not like on your to do list for three weeks because you're waiting on this exchange that could yeah. have happened in like ten minutes. So I'm a big advocate of just doing Hooray that. Hooray for phone calls. Hooray! Great phone role. calls, sun cream, Thank and you. female friends. Okay, rule four. Yeah, rule, rule number four, four is... Don't drop your phone again. <laughs> I can't keep it in my hands. <laughs> rule number four is simple. You can't win them all. Yeah. That's nice. That's my proper, like... I do think I probably say it at least once or twice a week. You can't win them all. And I massively, massively believe it and cling to it. Mm. Because it doesn't mean you won't win any. It's just that thing of, like... Ooh, you know when you get some, you, something ha- you you know you don't get the role or like you have a argument that was your fault or whatever and it's just like okay well you just have to absolutely make peace with the fact it's happened and accept it rather than put any assign any blame mm. or like um dwell on it too much i feel like that's a like it let it hurt you but don't let it like define the next like steps you just you can't win them all yeah that's a great one it is a great one and it's it's true because it just like i do think that's a thing that what i am trying to work on at the moment but like that once you do realize that you can't have any control about of other people or how they feel Mm. i mean i suppose you can control how you make someone feel with your behavior but ultimately at the end of the day you can do nothing about somebody else and their thoughts and feelings it's down to them in the same way that your thoughts and feelings are down to you how you take what somebody says to you and how you they act to you and just sort of going okay well i'm still alive and i'm Mm -hmm. still fine and uh and they don't like me and I'm okay with that because, you know, if they don't like me, they don't like me and I'm going to move on. Yeah. But it it's takes a, tough a one. while it's a to tough get one. to that point. I mean, and I'm it's knowing, it's identifying it. Like even yesterday I'd had um, one of um, my projects, I'd like, been meeting this company quite a few times and they were like talking like they were going to option it and then they decided that they weren't. Yeah. And it was like not even the end of the world because it seems like someone else might, but like just like suddenly they're like that like dagger of rejection that you will get and yeah. i was just in a foul mood <laughs> and i was just like i can't do anything like i just i'm not functioning i'm like being an asshole um and i was like well, i just need to go and have a bath just like think yeah. about all the great things that are going on stop being fucking greedy and selfish and thinking that i should have every- like you're saying can't yeah, win them you all. can't like, win them all you literally you just can't and you shouldn't and you 
You've got to get back to that cheesy monster. What was it? Cheesy munchkin. Cheesy, cheesy munchkin. munchkin. Just got to get back to that cheesy munchkin at heart and be yeah, like, yeah, Do yeah. you know what? Cheesy munchkin will prevail. <laughs> she will, she end will up prevail. It's the name of my new show, guys. Cheesy munchkin, cheesy munchkin will prevail. Cheesy munchkin will prevail. Yeah, it's the munchkin good. part. <laughs> it's just so great. Imagine I if think you'd been chocolate munchkin. Cho- we could have been a team one. Yeah. We could have teamed up. Shame. It's a new cartoon. It is very hard, though. To, I don't know. I I get very. Uh, I get it, but I get a bit sort of like eye rolly when people are like, "Hey, like you can't let. It's okay. Like I don't know. Platitudes piss me off a bit, and like mm. the whole like, don't let don't let like your failures define you and blah blah blah. I get that complete. I know that in theory, I completely know that, but none of that helps at the time, no. and all of this like, you know, I know the steps that I, I could should take and the advice that I've given unsolicited that I wouldn't follow myself of just like you know take a few breaths and like yeah, yeah. you know realise that everything's okay and think of all the good things that's all well and good but at the time you can't do that and I don't think you should always be expected to sometimes no. I think it's fine to just scream in a bin or like <laughs> whatever it is or just like yeah I don't, this is not good advice but I don't but care um, <laughs> I think sometimes you just need to like just drink a bit too much just and just like drunk. have a big old cry or like whatever it is I think just be sometimes just be a bit of a baby about it so that then mm. like when you need to be a grown-up at least like you have sort of like sated the baby that needed like you can't sit on those feelings because yeah. then they'll come out at something else or someone else which is the worst exactly. yeah uh, yeah i do think that yeah, yeah you nothing can't better than a good cry as well yeah you've got to purge it exactly nothing and also i do think out. Yeah. as an actor very important <laughs> to always look at yourself in the mirror when you're crying just so you know exactly how you look in that oscar <laughs> shot yeah. um always have you a like me yeah you really like me um yeah yeah you can't win them all also in comedy a joke that has worked brilliantly in rehearsal <laughs> that bombs on stage is the, is so gutting. It's like it's like someone ripping like your eyebrow off or something. It's so gutting. But you have to just continue on with the next joke, and that's when can't win them all has yeah, to come yeah, to your really brain quick. instantly. Yeah. Otherwise, you will not deliver that joke. The next joke, as if the you have to deliver every joke as if the last joke was an absolute winner. Yeah. Otherwise, you will lose them all. Do you think being a performer, it sort of helps in that attitude, as in like not water off a duck's back but as in like moving on to th- from things and going you can't win them all because that is the sort of world we live in yeah because you go okay well on to the next mm-hmm. totally on to the next and also because i do feel like in any given week i will have a number of friends not get that thing or yeah. n- something not be as well received as they'd hoped or you know a email from their agent that they haven't expected or whatever mm. and it's i find i say can't win them all a lot and I find I hear it a lot as well mm. in in you know various different ways and through various different phrases it's the I think w- within the industry it's something that is so important because you if you don't move on quickly you could just be completely left behind yeah. and so you've got to somehow find the motivation to do that yeah and uh and knowing that there are going to be wins out there as well as losses is obviously really important and I think that more often than not the losses massively overshadow the wins just just because of the volume of them but the yeah. wins tend to be much better opportunities than all of the losses combined just by the fact that they have been in some way a win and and people on the outside will only ever see the wins as well yeah so exactly. as in like what you 
it's like whenever you feel like you know you've had like three things go wrong in a row or something and you're like oh this is fucking shit and you year know, things or, come in threes <laughs> yeah um, but then you th- then you actually like think on the the objective view of it and it's like it's really not that bad but it's so easy to get caught up in the bad stuff what's that yeah. there's a really good quote and i swear to god i always try and bring it up in this podcast and i never get it right <laughs> it's um it's like praise praise and criticism go in the se- go out the same hole in the same hole <laughs> now this i'm making is, it this sounds a bit weird <laughs> the, the idea that is phrase. that Filled, f- I'll Keep find it. Calm and praise <laughs> and criticism come out of the same hole. <laughs> the, the, the idea is that you're so like you've got to a point where you're like comfortable and happy enough in yourself and who you are as a person that if someone heaps like hundreds of five star reviews on you, yeah, that doesn't make you an asshole and a big ego because you you know who you are and you know what that yeah. is. But equally, if someone gives you loads of one star reviews and it's like you're the worst thing to have ever performed on stage yeah oh god um sorry i'm talking about I've never even performed on stage but you know like if <laughs> if that's but equally that's not going to break you because you know who you are so it's the yeah. idea that like you're not reliant on these two things to take you up and down constantly you're just like mm, i'll just let them brush off me and i love the theory of that but i do not believe it exists remotely <laughs> if i got a five-star review i would walk so tall and if i got a one-star review saying you're the worst in this stage, <laughs> i would quit my job oh, yeah i just i think this water for ducks back thing is such a lovely idea but it's not true and sometimes you i will be saying to myself you can't win them all through absolute tears yeah, yeah. and believing like you will win none and yeah, i don't yeah. and i don't know that i'll ever get the balance right at all and the idea of like the importance of a thick skin i think is really important but thick skin to me is also like a combination of like lots of experience and uh not not worrying too much Mm. about what people think of you which i have still not mastered and um not being insecure or caring about like what you look like too much and not worrying when people say oh you should lose a bit of weight if you wanted to do that or oh if only female comedians were funny and that kind of thing and i do think this thick skin thing is a little bit harder for women oh god yeah no 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 again yeah um but i do think like thick skin skin is so pretty (laughs) exactly and if you wear sun cream on it's gonna get thinner (laughs) no that is true i understand what you mean i also think but the whole like idea of having a thick skin like i actually think not that it's toxic but like in the same way that you we're sort of at the moment you know saying it's okay to not be okay and all of this business yeah you go like if you have too much of a thick a metaphorical thick skin (laughs) totally that you're not a human being like humans have feelings and thoughts and they do feel bad about some things they do feel good about some things and that is life like there's no two ways around that you're never gonna have a life where nothing bothers you or where you don't or you're a sociopath there is not a single person yeah hopefully there's not a single person (laughs) in the world apart from sociopaths and psychopaths who (laughs) don't worry about what other people think of them or that they're doing something slightly wrong or blah 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 some of us do it more than others yeah some of us do it less than others but But i think it's like balance what you were saying and i and i feel like there's maybe a way of like doing the two somehow in that like you allow yourself to sit with those emotions it's like if you're feeling like you want to cry and you're feeling like you just want to have a tantrum about it and you're feeling like you want to be angry for a while then sit with that yeah actually allowing yourself to sit with it and like feel it and get it out will allow you to more quickly get back to that right on we go thing yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and i think as well as that 
I do think it's important not to let the mindfulness and wellness thing get mm. to an extent where you are just forgiving yourself for everything. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get... I'm not going to like be productive for the fourth day in a row because it's self-care. Well, at some <laughs> point, actually, it's self-sabotage. Yeah. And I do think that the line between those two is like remarkably small. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm the biggest one for doing that, for being like, oh, I'm going to watch another episode of whatever shit thing rather than actually like get down to do some writing because, you know, it's self-care and I'm like looking after myself. But actually, I'm like, you're not really looking after yourself yeah. because the if you'd done all the work the you were supposed to do, you could have then watched this episode later and it'd be a bit of a treat rather than it's self-care. Yeah. And I do think that obviously self-care is very important, but I think that we are, it's bandied around so much now. I'm not really entirely sure what it means. Mm. And honestly, I feel like, a lot of these rules for life when I was thinking about them I was thinking about how they would have been so different if I if you'd asked me to write this a few years ago or if you'd asked me to write this when I was 18 mm. I think my 20s has been such a mixed bag of like trying really hard not to follow any rules and then being desperate for structure and rules again and mm. then that sort of cycle changing and changing and changing and I genuinely don't remember puberty that well because I'm lucky I guess but <laughs> I do feel like uh, you going this is like wanky as fuck but surely your mid-20s is emotional puberty i've yeah, never yeah. i've never been more surprised by my feelings probably since i was a toddler and was like <laughs> why am i crying over this yeah. i can't believe it i feel like i know i'm not going through menopause because you might i've be. had it checked but, <laughs> but it feels like what i feel like bloody hell man I just don't I don't know who I am one minute from well, the yeah, next but you're still like you are still developed like sure in body you are a, a fully developed woman <laughs> a stunning vivacious <laughs> woman like, thank your you brain, like you're still changing and adapting like your brain and your personality won't be the same in 10 years time yeah and it might like to you you might feel pretty similar-ish but there will be some like marked market market <laughs> market nice yeah use like that yeah why not medieval woman there'll be market change <laughs> but like yeah you go like i know i'm a different person because it's the stuff you go through yeah. and it yeah. makes everything that happens to you builds you into the person that you are at that very moment yeah but then another 10 years pass and there'll be more things that have built you and it's tough now though because you've we've with social media and that you can anyone if they want to unless you're very diligent about like mm. deleting who you used to be yeah. anyone can now be like but five years ago you said this yeah. yeah and so your past self even if it's not like the person that you are today and it's not a person that you're as proud of potentially it's someone that will al always still define you because of social media which is really difficult i feel like yeah. it's so hard to grow up authentically now because you have to sort of answer for the pictures you post in the past yeah. or the quotes you put on twitter or whatever and it's and I'm not particularly like social big on I mean I'm massive on social media obviously people are obsessed with me but <laughs> I'm not a big poster purely because actually it does make that like social media anxiety and stuff yeah. which I used to be like ah fuck that man just mm -hmm. post a picture and stop worrying about it now I'm like oh god what what if in 10 years time this person is like a white supremacist and I posted a picture <laughs> smiling with them or something like now yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. questioning everything and everyone and I didn't do that before they were like instagram and that i'm so. so glad that we didn't have instagram Me until too. we were a lot older yeah I the idea of going to school with that yeah. i always worry about worried and less so now because they're older but with my brothers they had it from like the age of they like 
properly their proper accounts from like 12. Yeah, that's crazy. They had like these funny accounts. I won't say the names, but they were <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, one of them just posted pictures of wrestling toys and the other one just posted pictures of plastic ducks. No. Why not? I was a big fan. I still follow them. They haven't posted in about 10 years. <laughs> um, but you, you never you know. You go like that sort of thing. And I remember saying to them, maybe when they were like 12, I went, does Instagram make you feel bad about how you look? Because they suddenly got quite particular about it, which all teenagers yeah. do. Yeah. It's like another extreme. And both of them were like, yeah. Mm. and I hated that because I wanted to like protect them from it because they were too young I think and I I felt like that at school like I was always behind in what was fashionable everyone had money and they all Jane Norman oh remember those bags Tammy Girl Tammy Girl we always talk about Tammy Tammy Girl on this (laughs) what was the t-shirt that I had that was great it wasn't fuck off mum and dad which is what you think it was was, um, I was when I'm bad I'm very bad and I was like 12 that's very very good I know, it was, I've got it, I've got I had one that had a do not disturb sign crossed out and it said already disturbed <laughs> oh baby yeah and I was like wow I guess I'm amazing oh yeah here it is oh, look lip gloss check mobile check attitude check love it love it love it <laughs> bit of khaki in there as well was there? mobile mobile uh, yeah what was I gonna say now I've forgotten it oh no I think the worst thing which is like sort of in with the winnable and and the old socials mm. um is i think it's so dangerous to have a constant stream and let's be honest most people check it in the morning check it before they go to bed yeah i do to have that in your brain which is essentially seeing everyone's highlight reel yeah. in front of you and and to not feel like you're not doing enough like how you have to be so strong or just cut ties from it to not have that influence you every day being like i'm not good enough I'm not yeah. succeeding in this area of my life. You know, even even when you're doing good things to not constantly want more and better and bigger and like, that's yeah. what it does to you because you're only human and that's how we're wired. But like, that is just, that is really dangerous. Whereas actually when you like, how I, and I don't feel like this all the time, but like actually what my overall belief is, is actually that the more that you post on social media, well i know that i post on it more when i'm sad oh or yeah, like when yeah, I'm not yeah. Happy. yeah or like when my boyfriend's away he'll stop posting on twitter a lot and i'll be like are you lonely yeah. <laughs> but it is like a pattern of yeah. like noticing like i can always tell when someone's broken up with someone yeah like their social yep. media like straight off the bat i'll be like has blah 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 broken up with blah 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 and they're like how did you know yeah i'm like because of her instagram yeah yeah, yeah. it's tell so you true immediately yeah like the day i was like something's up yeah i know exactly what's happened yeah. i always worry when when couples start incessantly posting about each other and I'm like they're on the rocks are they? Uh, yeah <laughs> it's so true yeah that's but I, yeah you're but making up the something thing is, like whereas actually if someone doesn't actually post that much on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're like such an enigma like yes. I who are the they what are they that, doing what are they up to? yeah exactly yeah. wow fifth and final rule yes so my fifth and final rule spilling a face for the listeners at home <laughs> Okay, so it's a it's not a two parter, but I've 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 written it in two ways. Okay, okay. Um, the first one is sort of a quote from someone that I uh, worked with once, who gave me, not me actually, but gave everyone <laughs> this this really amazing piece of advice, which I always thought was really interesting. But I'm still sort of trying to work out what it means, and that is always protect the possibility of a happy ending. That's nice. And what that meant in context was if you're doing a play and you're very sad or angry or or evil or whatever character protect the possibility of a happy ending so don't 
show all your cards mm. from the off and every line that you say should be at least in a could have out of context could potentially be maybe a good thing otherwise um you will just be that sad character or you will just be that evil character or you will just be that like angry character and we we know what you are from mm. the from the off if there's no yeah. if there's not even the chance of anything more to you um and i think that in my own life protect the possibility of a happy ending for me has always been like even when things are really bad or i really feel like i hate someone or or i can't see how the day is going to end positively for me always try and protect the possibility of a happy ending always try and think that like just before the credits roll there will be like a gorgeous sunset and the couple will kiss or like the battle will be won by the good guys I think that that is something that I ruminate on quite a lot because I do think that I am I always have been an incurable optimist always 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 until about three years ago when I had a bit of bad luck health wise and then everything just sort of felt very very unknown and murky and I was like what does what's all of this and and actually then for the first time in my life my humor became a bit more cynical which it hadn't been before and I'd always sort of really liked that about myself yeah and so now I feel like this this idea of protecting the possibility of a happy ending gives me that like idea at least that it's that you know there are so many cliches you could do like you know night is darkest before the dawn or whatever I can't think of any others, but there are loads. <laughs> is that a cliche? Is it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's always darkest before the dawn. I just liked how like poignant it was. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's lovely and it's true. But like, <laughs> I do think that that sort of like, I also like the idea of, uh, I'm really going off on one, but the idea of protecting the possibility of, of a happy ending to me implies an element of control that you have over that happy ending. Mm. And I really, really like that because I do think that the idea of protecting, the idea of nurturing something does make it seem like it needs you rather than you need it. And yeah. I like the idea that a happy ending really needs you mm. in order to happen rather than you need the happy ending in order to get there. Yeah, so yeah. that's it the end of my speech, guys. I really <laughs> like that because I think it's also like, uh, it's uh, like a clearer way of thinking because you can get so stuck in a headspace if you're having a bad time or a bad day or whatever where you go well I'm going to commit to this this is bad and it's bad and blah 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 yeah. and not being able to see it any other way so the idea of like like nurturing the happy ending and going it or nurturing the possibility of it was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you sort of go well I could see a way in which this day got better Yeah. because you have to have that thought of the po- you mm. have to allow that possibility otherwise. otherwise like if you've committed yourself to having a bad day yeah there's not going to be a turnaround because you're going to see everything badly it's like a, a thing that you do in therapy where like people who have issues or would struggle with anything they're always looking for things to prove themselves right mm. so like if you're very negative or having a bad day you're going to be just looking for more things to prove that it's a bad day yeah of as opposed to like trying to turn it around yeah yeah Exactly, I completely so I agree. I think that's a very important. I, think, I like yeah. it. I, ju- I also think it's sat- It's a nice sentence to say, protect the possibility of a happy ending. I mm. think that's quite sweet because mm. it's nice, isn't it? Put it on a t-shirt. We've all, I yeah, think, I should yeah. Do, you should do that should for merch. merch. Yeah. yeah, you should. Yeah, maybe I will. Because it's, like, it's sort of like the whole... Um, if it's Every- not if it's not happy then it's not the end or something. yeah if it's not okay it's if not it's not it's, uh, it'll be alright in the end if it's not alright it's, it's not, not the, the end. end. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Which, you know... But in, I think it objectively doesn't work because no. the end is death. But <laughs> could be a happy on another, death. Eh? It could be a happy death. 
on another level i just think you've got to it, that is such a good mindset to have because if you have the opposite of it's always going to be shit you're never going to function mm. so there's certain things you have to tell yourself whether or not they come true mm. that i think are just absolutely crucial to like live a good happy yeah i also think as yeah, humans life. you have to have some of that like not naivety but the like op- like optimism yeah. yeah what did you call it incurable optimism yeah. You mm. have to have like a a chip of that in you, you got to, man, because yeah. otherwise you just wouldn't carry on living. Like no. if that is what the unknown is, yeah, the unknown and the future could be good, it could be bad. You yeah. have no idea, but you have to hope for the best because otherwise you just give up and live in a bin, like you said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. it is that you go like, how am I supposed to get through this day if I think ever like it's just turning a switch in your head and going. Which can be so hard. And obviously people yeah, who suffer from mental be. health, you go, some people can't do yeah, that. Yeah, Which yeah. I'll be completely, able to do completely that. respect. But then it's, you go, that it's, if you ever figure out how to do that and just switch it and see things in a yeah. different light, it can help you yeah. get through most things. Yeah. Apart from death. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be your happy ending. It can help you get through either. someone else's death, but not Yeah, yet. truly. Or just someone else's bad day or like yeah. the idea that like I don't know, so much of that just comes in support and like mm. supporting your friends and maybe like su- if someone else is unable to protect their own possibility of mm. a happy ending, you are maybe able to do some of it and you know, that's uh, people are talking about mental health in a really positive way now, which is good in terms of people are talking about it rather than people are sort of celebrating, I suppose. But, like, it is definitely something that's easier to talk about. But just because we're talking about it doesn't mean we're coming up with any solutions. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that there's a lot that can be... I think that um, there's that thing of, like, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Well, sometimes you can't do that, but you you can at least be like, I'm open to it. I'm open to trying to protect some of your happy ending if I can. You don't have to help me with mine right now, but when you're able to, that would be nice as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've gone a bit off there, but you know what I mean. I like all of it. The other way I phrased it, which is um, not a rule for many people's life, but it's definitely a rule for my life. And it's sort of the same thing, but it's if you're going to the beach pack a swimming costume, even if you think you're not going to swim, always protect the possibility that you might go for a swim yeah I, th- I think like maybe more in like the practical sense i'm very like that because i will constantly have everything i need yeah just in case for the like, best day not as in like a swimming costume all the time but i do you know i do keep a spare swimming costume at my boyfriend's house just in case I <laughs> love so that. i don't have to go home because yeah. i'm like well we might go for a swim i love that bring your goggles and i don't want to be like no we can't do that because i can't I have no clothes. Yeah, truly. <laughs> but it's that thing, like, I do always... It, it's it's the whole idea of keeping yourself open, again, to possibilities. <laughs> happy ending because you're like, I'm making myself available to all those possibilities because I've got all the things that I know you're I ready. need to take with me. Yeah. Like, I know this sounds really stupid, but I, I, like, in my massive bag, I usually have everything. Like, I just take it all around with me. I always have my makeup bag because I'm always like, oh, what if someone's like, oh, do you want to come out and go here? Or do you want to come and do this? And you're like, oh, I've been what, at work What if you bumped into Carl Kennedy in a bar? And, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Kennedy, what if, what if you just randomly visited the set of neighbours? <laughs> 
and you weren't in full makeup and ready to go on set. If you're you know randomly I mean? visiting a set of neighbours, you don't deserve to be there because that's a pilgrimage that should have been planned for years exactly. in advance. And you should be fully you prepared. Have planned. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you should have taken your swimming costume with you because it might be a beach. Be They've got pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got pools. It's Australia. Yeah, yeah. Grease monkeys. Isn't there a pool near Grease monkeys? <laughs> Grease monkeys, the burger bar. Yeah. <laughs> Harold's yeah. Burger. Was it Harold's? It was just the Kef and then the it changed to Grease monkeys, didn't it? Grease monkeys. Well, now actually, Harold, there is a there is still a Harold's Cafe, but it's not run by Harold because he's long dead. But <laughs> it's now run by um, Dippy and Shane. Don't worry about it unless you watch the show. Okay, okay. we'll Dippy catch up. Shane. Big shout out to Dippy and Shane. Thank you. Zoom We're up. big fans. <laughs> Future uh, to fans. be, hopefully. Like once yeah. we can. Ca- I mean, when are they going to put ne- uh, Neighbours on Netflix? Hopefully never, <laughs> because I don't want the audience to get How too many big. Episodes yeah, no, keep be? it to yourself. Literally a million. Oh, there are th- there are already thousands. There are already thousands. So when does it start? It. Who knows? We'll look into all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, if you guys ever Charlie do a Neighbours <laughs> podcast, I would yeah. like to be a regular Yeah, guest. of course. Let's set that up. We should maybe just start watching Neighbours and do a podcast. We should do a weekly that. debrief of Neighbours. I genuinely recommend it because it is the greatest show on television. I'm not being like uh, ironic when I say that either. I have never watched a show with as much love and admiration for the characters as I watch Neighbours. <laughs> well, I think that might be a final sub rule. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sub rule. Watch Neighbours. Give yourself the 22 minute treat a day of watching Neighbours. <laughs> well, it's brief, isn't it? They pack that in. Oh, it's brief, but a lot happens. I do find it so funny with things like shows like this because you're like, wow, what a close environment for so many people to suffer from amnesia. <laughs> yeah. The odds. Why would like, you not so, move away from yeah. Ramsey Amnesia Street? Yeah, there's like, I think maybe there's a comedian who's talked about it where they're like with Midsummer Murders. You just wouldn't live there. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. You'd yeah. Not move. Live there. Just move away. Like, do you not would. live there. Where my parents live, they film a lot of um, Midsummer Murders and one of the pizza, the only Pizza Express in the town is is an homage to um <laughs> the characters and the sets of midsummer murders and they've got like big canvas sort of andy warhol style portraits of Love the characters house. and it's so intense i thought you were gonna say they had pizza flavors oh they have <laughs> got a special Inspec- inspector pepperoni <laughs> they've got a midsummer murder special what's so. on it i've actually not human had it remains. but i imagine yeah human remains <laughs> Some evidence samples. <laughs> Just evidence. All of your toppings are in a small evidence bags. Yeah, <laughs> you put DIY pizza. Lovely. That's fun, actually. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank guys. You. Thanks for having what me. What so a chat! Much. It's been great. I feel like we've had a lock in. I know. Sorry, I really. Ra- I'm a. I'm a real rambler. It's good. It's been like a DMC. It's, yeah. It's been yeah. It's been like therapy. Thanks, mm. guys. Well, good therapy. Can you counteract one of our previous guests who called it bad yeah, therapy and say it's like good right? therapy? No, oh, can't do that. Oh, Medium well. therapy. We're getting Medium there. therapy, yeah. We'll get our badge one, yeah, one day. day. One day. No, this has been really great and lovely. Thanks so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.